1: There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. Oh, yes. On the left.
2: <laughs> Side stories.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's when the cannibalism started.
3: Side, Side stories. <laughs> oh, yes. I tell you what, if you're feeling feverish right now, uh-oh. If you got some kind of if you've got one of these coronaviruses, <laughs> oh, my. I mean, are you sick? <coughs> I got the I got I got the Bud Light flu! Oh, uh-huh. that's a hangover, my friend. <laughs> that's called um, your lifestyle. Nah. That's what you've done. And you are officially, I'm still haunted by the fact that you have no towels. Did you go what? and you get did No, you I got open towels. Them? I got towels. I found one in the closet. Yeah, I, that's found, not, I, I got, found
2: one in the closet. That's not even, you know what I mean? Also, I don't actually use Puffin as a towel. All of these people took a joke a little too literally, and then my entire feed, every time I put a picture of Puffin, everyone says, oh, why is your towel on the ground?
3: Like you came up with it first. I will say, you be careful of the bits you do, because Uh you become the bits that you do. (laughs) Kurt Vonnegut used to say that.
2: Is that right? Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben, hanging out with Henry. I am not wet. I'm feeling fresh, feeling good.
3: No, you're dry today. You arrived to, to the studio... Not like a toddler running around a family party wet from the bath. Having a
2: good time around relatives. I got my velour suit on. My my top is on. I'm doing a whole thing. I literally bought an outfit that was named
3: Uncle Tony. So I'm a pretty cool guy. Yeah, you look you're looking good. Yeah. I used to have a cousin that used to do that for some reason they decided to always bathe my cousin mm-hmm. um at the when we'd have like family parties at the thing. I don't think it was a molesting thing. Sure, I but hope not. Yeah. I really hope not. But they used to bathe him towards the end of some like, you know, various parties and he used to come out of the bath all nude and they all laugh and stuff of him going, "Oh, yeah, oh." One around, like, waving his tiny boy penis around. Uh-huh. But, you know, no one applauds and laughs when I fucking do it.
2: Well, that's because you're
3: 35
2: years old, buddy. 35 years tight. Well, speaking of weird people, we do have an update that we promised to give you last week about this dude, Lawrence Ray. He is a maniac. He was the cult leader at Sarah Lawrence University. Turns out authorities have found a few things in his house that may yep. end up putting him behind bars forever. They also, have- whoever he was connected to,
3: because apparently yes. he did some low-level crime work with either some organized crime or of some kind of bullshit. So who, whatever they have now could maybe hopefully connect them to his weird accomplices and his shitty crime empire that he was running.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a low-level Jeffrey Epstein where it's not going to be someone who runs... A media conglomerate. It's going to be the guy who has the popcorn store on the corner where we come to find out he's been avoiding taxes, yeah. and you know we don't
3: got the Lolita Express over here. We got the SS Barney, <laughs> and it's just my big, my big old boy. So you got a couple of chunky boys like you and me out there being like, hey, guess what, man? You buy French fries, I'll suck your fucking dick. I don't give a shit. Oh
2: my. Anyway, so the authorities... Chunky boys. Chunky boys. The authorities busted down Lawrence Ray's door. They found 40 journals. There's something about pedos. They love to journal.
3: 44 hard drives. He's not a pedophile. These girls all were of age... They just were young for, they're they're young for me. I think that I don't see a lot of difference between a 19-year-old and like a 15-year-old. Well, you should see a lot of difference, certainly when it comes to the justice system. There's a big difference, and I want to isolate that footage
2: because that can be taken the wrong way, Henry.
3: No, I like them seasoned. I like
2: my woman ripe. You're traumatizing me today. So this guy, there was 40 journals, 44 hard drives, 15 floppy disks, five laptops, 15 flash drives, and hundreds of thousands of emails and other electronic evidence, prosecutors said. So this dude, why... Henry, why do they do this? Remember this? Remember the cannibal cop? He literally had a file that's like, people, I want to eat. Like, why would you write everything down? Can't you keep it in your head?
3: For the cannibal cop, all of that had extended sexual purposes. Like I do believe that part of that was him having a file on his computer, because a part of that whole thing was that he was he what his defense was that he was only very thoroughly fantasizing about eating his wife, and so he was building plans. Part of that was
2: even worse, Henry. Not his wife. Isn't that even it wasn't even just his girlfriend no it was it was something he was doing alone outside
3: of no 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 you are incorrect really all of these were it was an extended sexual uh fantasy mm-hmm. Gilberto Valle which is his real name or valley I'm not sure how you pronounce it I don't know if you know it, does it Frankie Valley style I like don't know Bensonhurst or is he doing it Spanish <laughs> but he uh the part of it is he would use those plans to edge himself Into a place where he would – then he would, I would imagine, masturbate thinking about these things. But that's what he kept saying. It's fantasy. It's fantasy. This guy actually had criminal ties. Yes. So what you're looking at is evidence. You have stuff that – I know that he was doing some form of white-collar crime mixed with organized crime. Uh The reason why I keep evidence in that type of uh, crime versus – like a murder where you'd want to get rid of the weapon or the body. I think that's the, the, the classic ways to distance yourself from right. murder. For With white collar crime, you build up evidence so it just in case you're one of the first layers to get picked up, you can flip.
2: Ah, you have all the dirt that the uh, that the FBI would like to make would like to make a molehill out of. Evidently, you should
3: see my tapes.
2: I don't the want piles to see- of tapes. I, I have. am sure that you don't have any tapes because. Whatever your fantasies are, I think they stay between your ears. Um, so this dude also was friends of former, with former NYPD commissioner Bernie Carrick, who was sent to prison. Uh, he, I forget what crimes he committed, but after Bernie Carrick was sent to prison, he came out of prison and he, he demanded prison reform because he said it was not really nice. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, dude, you're in charge of it. For years. And as soon as you went, you're like, we need to change the cafeteria rules.
3: Absolutely. Have you ever been to one of the podcaster roundups in New York or L.A.? It It's mm. really scary out here when you get a button. Because what they'll do is they have free mic gives out. They have free mic give-outs in L.A. for podcasters where they kind of bunch them all together in big groups. And every once in a while be fun to get a free mic. But when you're fighting through all of these guys that are not used to being in the sun and they're all kind of falling down. But some of them into jiu because that's kind of their side plot that they're doing on their various podcasts. Right, right. So it is really difficult to be in the gen pop once you're out. I Woo. don't know
2: if there would be a larger, unathletic group of people than every podcaster in California getting together in a single location.
3: It is the least attractive people
2: in los angeles <laughs> so this dude he allegedly raked in nearly a million dollars by extorting the classmates and forcing one into Woo. prostitution as we talked about so he made this a big-ass business and again we will continue to follow this story he allegedly sexually groomed a young woman forced her to have sex with a male victim while well, he watched and blackmailed her into more than four years of prostitution she made five hundred thousand dollars from Whew. trafficking so this man is just getting worse and worse and worse it's bad when the best story about you is the first story and it's just that you had some college co-eds uh, garden in the backyard this story gets worse and worse and this man
3: is absolutely horrible do you think when you groom a child bride you also cut her nails i uh, was reading about this story uh, a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. deeper, deeper, deeper. Uh-huh, you're going no to get out, you're gonna try to get out of that? No reaction?
2: I'm just going to um, let it sit. I'm just. Sometimes you need to... Sometimes free speech jail
3: is... You're in isolation, and there's I, no one there to talk to. I, I'm going to get a work release soon, I've heard. <laughs> I'm going to get a work release, because this is work. Uh, I got some emails from people that were students at Sarah Lawrence. Yes. And it's very interesting to hear the various people, like... Tangentially involved. We have a friend of the show, Kristen Gull a comedian, just the who works out of the pack in Los Angeles, where we do classy night out. Ed Larson and I, we host a stand up show the second Wednesday of every month. Yeah, go she, support that. She would Sarah Lawrence. She was saying to being connected to some of these people. It's just like I had a friend who was digging the ditches. What? And no, no, no. They are not. Uh, they were not equipped. But also, it is uh, several of them saying straight up. It is interesting just how easy it was to just have your out of state boyfriend just living with you in your dorm. People just did that. They just like, we had one listener write really? basically, like, my boyfriend lived with me. For years, and I, no one said anything. That is really interesting, because
2: I was under the impression that colleges were quite strict on who could live on, the cal- uh, on campus. It was like a big be. deal. And this guy, he was, what, 50 years old? He's 60 now? I think he was 50 when he was doing all this?
3: Talk People about... like a man
2: with experience. Well, not this not, kind of experience. Not, I don't God. know.
3: I mean, a white-collar criminal is actually a fun, like, new sex daddy. Yeah, but I don't think that this is white collar criminal. This is human this is sex not, trafficking. This is No, this is the collar has gotten dirty in this. It is Very a, like, a dirty. This is brown collar.
2: And the guy he looks like a police officer if you see the mugshot. So, uh I would Yeah, be he's surprised. got that big. He's got that big thumb shaped cop head. Yeah, he's got the he looks like the kind of guy who tells a joke and all of the punchlines are you're going to jail and then you yeah. have to kind of laugh.
3: Sir, I'm not really seeing a joke here, but I will go with you without fighting you.
2: Definitely, because otherwise, I'll get my ass kicked.
3: And if you're like me, if you're obsessed with the Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell story, watch that dateline. There's a two-hour new dateline out about this whole story. And I didn't know that Chad Daybell—so, again, these cult leaders, essentially— who their podcast network has disavowed them, which I think
2: is really, really important. <laughs> Hold on a second. Of course, we're talking about the mother of the two children that went missing. They're now dead. They have, we don't know that they're dead. We don't know. They're dead or they are, they're young entrepreneurs and they're going to show up on Shark Tank and they've just if invented they do, something that can turn water into Gatorade.
3: If they do, that would be incredible. <laughs> but no, and how? what a miracle that would be. That would be amazing. But, uh, they uh, One th- thing that was interesting, so Chad Daybell, who became sort of the, the leader of this splinter, esoteric Mormon cult, this Doomsday cult, where they believe that they are, they themselves, they're the only ones who are truly amassing the 144,000 that are the chosen ones that will go to heaven. It's only them, right. so everybody else, sorry, <laughs> you're fucked. Um, you go to Hawaii and meet Chad Daybell. Honestly, sounds kind of nice because <laughs> no, no. they're living in Hawaii right now. They, they just officially got arrested. Lori Vallow has been officially finally arrested oh. uh, under suspicion, for, but it's just for uh, endangerment of a child. It's not even because they don't have a body. We don't know where these kids are yet. No one but,
2: knows. Can't we? I know that we don't want to you know, put the horse in front of the cart here. Actually, we do. That's exactly what you want to do. You don't want to put the cart in front of the horse. That's uh, it. But can't you just arrest them? Get them into a room and just let them know that you're charging them with murder, and at some point she's just going to break down and confess. You hope,
3: but I think that they are seem to be they are so, so touchy around this shit, especially with the Mormons and the way they act, too. The grandparents of the younger boy that has uh, some form of mental handicap, that, that which was, was reeled within the Dateline episode, was uh, that J.J., the youngest, had some form of mental handicap. Oh, which I didn't is, know that. Which is brutal. Yeah. Lori Vallow straight up said, I don't, I don't need this burden in my life anymore several times to the grandparents of this child, but they are the same kind of reaction from the Powell story, the Susan Powell story, where they're like, yeah well we sure hope that they get home soon and it's like Jesus you guys gotta go to these people's houses with a fucking monkey wrench you need to tie these people down with a bunch of ropes yeah innocent not innocent they tell us where our granddaughter is I'm gonna cut your nipples off lady hey
2: okay okay I'm gonna cut your nipples off I'll talk absolutely
3: I'm gonna cut your fucking nipples off so you sort of
2: want you want the situation to kind of be like the movie funny games but you want the people who are terrorizing the folks in the house to be there for good reasons
3: yes okay that's how i feel positive funny games (laughs) uh and also to chad daybell he wrote these 28 books about their this whatever his weird philosophy is and the reason why is because he had a near-death experience as a child where he almost drowned and ever since then his family has treated him as an other because he said I saw God in the waves, and he said, I'm the only one who knows the 144,000 anointed. I'm gonna say, if you are a human <laughs> being that hears this from your nine-year-old, don't believe them. They've learned a lie They've... from the internet, because that is a that is a lie from a child. They yeah. have they just figured out how to put themselves into the center of the family,
2: out of the minds of out, of, out of, What is it the, the 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 truth of the minds of the babes or something like that? All I know is this whole idea that children tell the truth is a total lie, unless they are saying that something wrong happened to them, in which case we must believe them. But
3: or if they tell you you're ugly or you're
2: fat because then it's just them saying brutal truths to your face they're always completely accurate about all of the problems that we each individually see within ourselves yep if a child nine-year-old comes back and says i am basically the second
3: coming of jesus christ you kind of got to set that kid up to be bullied well what you uh, first thing i do my child says i'm the second coming of christ be like that's incredible let's go test it (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean, Daddy? Pick him up. Throw him in the pool. Ah, I don't see. how ah, you just fell right in there, huh? Right. he fell right in there. Right. I didn't see you doing a miracle. I get a glass of water. I mean, like, we're going to stay up all night until you make this into booze. Because Papa's hungry.
2: Yeah, Papa's thirsty.
3: We're staying up all night until this shit turns purple. And uh-huh. you're going you're gonna to sit there and you construe real hard. And you think about it. Don't you make me believe, boy. Don't you, don't you make me
2: believe. It's a very interesting sort of theocratic version of what Joe Jackson did to Michael.
3: Number one. How many number one hits did Michael <laughs> oh Jackson? My.
2: Enough that How I still listen to them on a regular basis, just at the supermarket and wherever I am.
3: I watch, I played the Moonwalker uh, arcade game oh, last night. Oh,
2: that game is great.
3: It's fun, but it's always, it's Michael going, and going, and like zapping lasers at robots and Nazis and uh-huh. like shirtless guys with knives. But then they have all these kids. And these force fields going, help me, Michael, help me, help me, Michael. And then you go up to the kids Uh, and, you know, like in a video game, like you just, you touch it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? To release it, whatever it is. But it's so strange to have all these kids at crotch level where as the character Michael Jackson, you're supposed to literally go and essentially (laughs) teabag these children until they're free from their laser prisons, which is like, it just doesn't. Age well.
2: well. It's a different kind of dance. I know the Michael Jackson phenomenon is still out there every time I'm in Hollywood. His star of fame. There's a bunch of kids taking pictures. People put little
3: dolls on it. It is insane how they much love people. It. They love him. And, and you also the Michael Jackson musical is really funny because, again, it's about the music. Can you put – can a music note look at the asshole <laughs> of a boy and jerk off at it? Not yet.
2: But yeah. not unless
3: China has its
2: way. You are continuing –
1: Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply.
2: Um. All right. Well, let's talk. First of all, Henry and I, we saw a movie that we wanted to talk about, but I also want to talk about this story about this inmate. So what do you want to do for, do you want to do a movie breakdown? I want to do
3: a little bit of a All movie right. breakdown just because I've been seeing a lot of movies and I've heard I've heard some people say that they appreciate our soft-butted opinions on films because we watch a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, of course. Like, Nat and I fucking watch, we watch so many horror films. I'm going to, a shout out to VFW. Okay. Which is great. Stephen Lang is great. Uh, Bliss, I think I talked about a sexual vampire movie. Oh, my. But then Natalie, Jackie, Jeff, which is Jackie's boyfriend, we went out to see The Lodge. Yes. Which I didn't even... I'm now of the practice where I don't watch trailers anymore.
2: I am completely with you. The friend that I went with, uh, she was beginning to watch the trailer. I said, stop right there. No trailers. I went out to see The Lodge as well. It's playing at Nighthawk Cinema in Williamsburg. If you want to go support Nighthawk, please do.
3: And uh, my gad, it is Hereditary 2.0. The only way to describe it is if they took a film and they took out all the funny parts of Hereditary out. What Okay, hold on a second. The funny parts of Hereditary...
2: Now, of course, this is going to be full of spoilers, but that movie's been out. Was the funny part when the chick got sick eating the brownie at the party or when her head popped off when it hit the pole or when the mom was in the corner of the attic uh, sawing her frickin' head off?
3: What was the funny part in Hereditary? I've seen it 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. I legitimately... Uh, I'm just saying... <laughs> they anything that could have been remotely I'm not gonna use the word entertaining, but mood leavening in any in any other type of super dark film, the Lodge sucks that out. It uh. is an it's a very rough
2: phil i'm still trying to think of any kind of levity in hereditary was it the marriage falling apart or just you know the the uh, the the mom struggling with the relationship with the son and the father was it her little toy making hobby it's
3: one of those it's one of those things it's it's very seinfeld-esque we'll be like oh my god that's so us that's so us it's so that's me that's my family
2: so Hereditary, it's just, I thought the soundtrack was amazing, but you would like a little bit more like, dun, 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 dun,
3: dun. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Okay. All right. I can just see. Yeah, of course. That. Yeah. a Jazzy j- jazz, like little bass riff. Yeah. that could have made that. Think about how funny Hereditary could have been if Kramer was in there. <laughs> Kramer, not Michael Richards, Who I, and they I separate the two. You got to separate the two of them.
2: Uh, mistakes were made, mistakes
3: were yeah, made. Yeah, he made a very big mistake. But this film, the only reason why I want to say it is that we all, the four of us saw this film, and maybe just like kind of one vague spoiler. Every one of us saw the film. Uh-huh. Everybody had a different reaction. Natalie was like, I can't believe that the cult leader, there's a cult leader in this film, yes. what she did, what he did to his daughter, blah 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 and i was like but technically the lodge is a movie it is if funny games meets home alone yeah it is about that i can see that the most
2: evil children in the world see i actually disagree with you on that and again we don't want to give the ending away here but i don't think the kids are that evil i think the kids are just upset with their uh, stepmother who is Let's be honest. A bit on the young side for their papa.
3: And oh, they should be applauding for their father. You really I know think, everybody says all this stuff. They're like, "Oh, I can't Henry, believe they only mother, like Your mother and I don't want to. I
2: don't want to talk out of turn here, but your mother can't even talk to a 70 year old man because that's she's not still your married father. to my
3: father. My father is still alive. My father is still alive. She can't set up for the on deck dick until my father is at least in hospice. You know, let's just... That is my... That is a strong opinion I have. All you right. gotta wait. Okay. You gotta put that... You gotta put that vagina on a shelf until the man's
2: in the dirt. All right. Well, that's some Ed Gein logic there, but I think your mom needs to start laying the groundwork now because after he dies, you gotta understand, don't got a lot of time left. You need to jump right in, and then how are you gonna treat this new guy? You're gonna treat Hard. him like trash. Hardcore.
3: I'm gonna check him. I'm gonna check him unless he's got money and he takes me on a vacation. If I have a new daddy... <laughs> uh, first baby boy, first baby boy Henry needs some nice gifts. Can
2: you imagine time? your poor mother just being like, these are my children? It's Jackie just being like, I would, yes, <laughs> and then uh, you were just like, yeah, I drink coffee. I drink
3: Sometimes I like to do uh, couldn't help but notice that you drive in a Lexus, so <laughs> let's make it two. Poor let's two. go. I, you man. gotta please me because if you're still if you're that age, unless he's a former prize fighter, I think I could still I I could at least surprise him with my reflexes. Now that I'm doing yoga and shit like that, right. my reflexes are getting tighter. I can screw up from underneath him, pop, pop him in the balls. Mm. You don't even know what's going on. An old man can't take shot to the nuts like a young man can. So just Henry Zabrowski
2: arrested for punching a 70 year old man in the testicles at a Ponderosa in Florida.
3: And then they will release me, saying he had son privilege. Oh, okay. Okay. I think so. Actually, right. I actually don't know if that works. I agree. The one movie that I will fully spoil. So go, go see the lodge. Go see the it's lodge.
2: Great. It it really it's is fucked. It's it puts you the the one thing I do like about it that's not a spoiler at all. The mood. The reason that we mentioned Hereditary. The mood is in that feeling of just like what the hell is true, uh, what's false, what's real, what's time. It makes you question time. And so it Total. really does a good job of breaking your brain. And then by the end, you're like, oh, shit. When it all comes back together, it's, it's, a, it's a smart movie.
3: It's just very dark. It's very heavy. I like it as a daytime film versus a nighttime film. I don't... <laughs> That's how I do my brain. That's what happens really? in my brain. I think it's a great nighttime
2: movie because it's
3: scary. No, I, it is very scary, though, but I would, I would say check it out. The mo- other movie that I will spoil okay. is a movie called Dark Encounters. So, Natalie and I are nuts about anything, obviously, alien slash horror-based. I love sci-fi horror. Uh, sure. I love sci-fi horror. It's very difficult to disappoint me. I, I watch all of it. Dark Encounters is a film... That is about, it is a pretty note-for-note note alien abduction film. All right. Right, that has got, but it's, you know, the aliens are scary, whatever. What and do we got this here? Is sp- how, many, how many probes
2: can the audience expect to see, and where are these probes inserted?
3: There's no probes yet. Not, not from alien to human. The big thing that I will reveal in this film, so if you are planning on watching this, I'd say go watch it just to literally be as confused as, as we were. Okay. It starts off with the, the daughter of the family is missing. Mm-hmm. And then these lights come and they see all of these alien. They see like they have kind of a close encounter of the third kind type exp- experience. Mixed with communion, mixed with Ooh. fire in the sky. Right, Ooh. you see lights and all this kind of shit, and so you kind of assume that the whole me, the whole movie, that the daughter was missing because the daughter's been taken by aliens. Right, but no, like five minutes left in this movie, they reveal that again. They talk to this cop throughout this whole thing. It revealed that the cop raped and murdered the little girl. And the aliens were trying to tell them about it and showed it to them. They abducted all of them and then like put them in a the movie theater and then showed them the footage of the cop they trusted molesting and murdering the little girl. I mean, not full on like, in the brown world? bunny of the little girl. I'm just saying they just did. It is just this, the wildest well, wh- left turn I've seen a movie take in a long time. Well, why'd they do that? I don't know, Kissel.
2: Huh. Well, that doesn't seem very fun. It wasn't. I would like. But, I like the idea of extraterrestrials, you know, abducting someone. I mean, a cop. That's just. That's a par, is, That's what they do sometimes. These these horrible, uh, horrible
3: officers. Not all of. them, a, Obviously, the vast majority are not uh, doing. It's that, a but. unique film because it does something I've never seen. I've never seen UFOs go to molest without it being like Fire in the Sky type, like. Uh, alien on adult male molest Uh uh-huh all
2: right well that's that's the movie breakdown (laughs) and uh you got you gotta catch them all well speaking (laughs) of people who have molested uh you know we send folks to jail and oftentimes they say okay yeah they're doing the time that's one form of punishment um but also we always say well when they go to jail they're gonna get their asses kicked like harvey weinstein for example it's gonna be a rough potential 25 years although not as rough as those jurors had it evidently they had to look at nude pictures of his body and there well, was a everybody jur-
3: said that he had the egg-shaped penis <laughs> <laughs> he had a anyway. penis that was very fat on the base and then when it got hard it got very long and thin at the top
2: Ugh, all right mm. so when you go to prison there is internal justice this story comes from sacramento california inmate confesses to killing two child molesters uh so this guy his name is jonathan watson he's in prison for life i was gonna make him hero of the week but he is also a murderer himself so two wrongs do not make a right but there were two prisoners one named david bob bob with two b's he was 48 and another dude named graham de lewis cunty he was 62 so His last name's Conti. It's C O T C O N T I. I Conti. C O N O. It's I say Conti. I don't know. No, Cunty. I'd say Cunty. Cunty? I don't know. I'd say Conti. It's an unfortunate last name. That's all. No, I'm it's saying.
3: a normal last name. If it was C U N T I, Conti. I said Conti. Oh, I thought. I thought I heard Conti. No, I don't know if I. Can I have continue. a
2: Midwest accent. My vowels are all messed up. Don't even get me to talk about nuclear pro- proliferation. Okay, so what these two dudes would do when they showed up in the middle of I'm just going to call it their living room. It's just like the the main quarters, you know, the common area, the common area. They would put on PBS children shows and they would laugh. And so this dude, Uh, Jonathan Watson, he's like, no, uh, he should not have been released to General Pop anyway. He was in solitary before, and that's where he wanted to stay, but they let him out. So he's in Gen Pop. All of a sudden, he sees these pedophiles watching PBS taunting the other inmates. He goes up to a security guard, and he's like, "Co dude, you got to send me back into solitary because I'm about to freak out. They just thought it was a joke. It was not a joke because nope. later that next day, I believe it was David Bob shows up, puts on PBS, and then Jonathan Watson beat him to death with a cane. Wow. With a what? With a cane. He literally Whoa. he literally did the hold my beer thing to another inmate. He was like, hold my beer, and just went to beat him to death. And then he was like, okay, stayed in General Pop. Three days later, the other pedo goes to watch more children's shows, which is disgusting. He beats him to death as well. So this guy, this guy, you know... Okay, so this is what Watson said. He returned to his housing pot. He said, "I was mulling it over uh, when this is when he saw them mulling
3: it over. I like, <laughs> love that is, term like <laughs> like he 's looking at a glass of wine, like seeing the legs on it, just being like, laurel well, be like smash this guy 's fucking head he's <laughs> so this is what he said after realizing these dudes are watching children 's
2: cartoons to taunt all the other inmates and to you know get aroused It's disgusting." Uh, he said, "I was mulling it all over when along comes molester number one, which is <laughs> that's you're never in a good spot when there's a molester number one. You never want a molester <laughs> yes. plus a number.
3: Get uh, out of that room if yeah. There is, yeah, if they are all, especially if it gets to like molester number ten. Where like, am I? That's a there's a bowling league of molesters <laughs> in here."
2: I was mulling it over all when along I was mulling it all over when along came Molester number one and he put his T V right on PBS kids again. By this time someone else said something uh, someone else said something to the effect of Is this the guy is this guy really going to watch this right in front of us? And I recall saying, I got this, I picked up the cane and went to work on him. So there Whoa. you go. That happens was he, when you do was, that in prison. He was already in jail for life. He was in jail for life. They were in jail for life. No one was getting out. Um, being, as a matter of fact, this is what uh, Watson wrote. He said, "Being a lifer, I'm in a unique position where I sometimes have access to these people, and I have little to lose. And trust me, we get it. These people are every parent's worst nightmare. So he's got nothing to lose. He used his ability to murder in this case for good. And I don't. It's just one of those. Well, I don't know, man. You just sometimes
3: you're going to get v- beat to death with a cane." In my in my mind, it's neither good nor bad because the chaos that is erupted by murdering somebody is never great. Nothing right. you can talk about these guys or reason with these guys. It's it's you know it's just real dangerous in prison, and you really need to. I think the term is not write checks that your ass can't cash. There it is. Yeah, I think I, so. I, but thing, you don't need to watch yourself in these scenarios. But isn't that interesting how people
2: react to incarceration? Right, like Jeffrey Dahmer leaned in, all of that talking to Stone Phillips, being like, "I'm an evangel, I'm a Christian now." Well, I, he I, was I, really but-
3: trying to. We talked about with the Dahmer when we did those back in the day. Those interviews show just how like he's like. Things really got out of hand back Oh, they got a little bit out of hand. Ooh, yikes. (laughs) It was that kind of thing where you realize what the hell he was doing while in prison and trying to work through shit with his parents. They're the ones that kind of made money off of his crimes afterwards. I suppose that they definitely made the most amount of money, but Dahmer
2: totally leaned in and was like, I'll eat you. You better leave me alone. Uh, These guys uh, that were killed, I guess they were just leaning in to being pedophiles and...
3: Never do that. No. I Always no. lean away from being what do you a think?
2: What do you think Weinstein's going to be trying to produce in prison? Is he going to try to get people to do a,
3: a Cats Broadway performance in the common area? What's that fat asshole going to be doing? I was thinking about this uh, the other day, honestly, thinking about how when he's in prison, I imagine the way he'll get through it. The way he'll get through it is kind of similar to Bernie Madoff, where like Madoff is viewed, they view him like a gangster. Yeah, but he, they didn't, say that, he didn't have sex related crimes. No, but they were also with, a, they hold those guys to different standards than pedophiles, right? Like, the, the, I, in my estimation, I think Weinstein will probably have a very hard time in jail. I think that they are yeah, going to fuck with him. But I also think that the way he might get out of it is telling stories about fucking show business. Literally, I think that he might be doing 500 Sundays. You remember that Billy Crystal Broadway show that he did? He might literally do a one-man oh. show inside of prison being like, yeah, I'll tell you that one time, Gwyneth Paltrow showed me your bush, and she's just like, hey, why don't we make a candle out of this? And I was like, you're crazy, Gwyneth, get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. He's going to be saying that for so a while, you- gaining cred within prison. Yeah, I'm wondering how
2: much the inmate community will care to hear about stories of Angelina Jolie having sex with her brother in a back room in order to secure her role in Tomb Raider. Um, But (laughs) I don't know. Either way, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I I wonder. You're probably right. He's going to try to regale people with stories. And at some point, maybe once every six
3: months, someone's just going to come and beat the hell out of him. Make my movie. All right, make, man, what are you talking about? What do you, what do you what do you mean? Say like, make my movie. Okay. Like, well, I uh,
2: uh all right, uh Billy, you're you're the cameraman. We're we're going to we're going to make Howard's movie. So Billy, you're I'm the movie now. You're the movie. That's right. How, um, so I'm I'm putting 3 Snickers bars. I'm putting 3 Snickers bars into this film. Um so mm. I'm producing still. Yeah, that's what I need. I need I need locations now. I have a question, Howard. Can you suck your own dick? Because that's really the only thing that we can do here with this fake cameraman.
3: I thought that you never asked, and that I'd <laughs> never make it to Hollywood. But now I can show you I can
2: make a rope, a wand. Oh, Hollywood came to prisoners that day. Isn't that? It is nice. nice.
3: It is nice. Uh, this is I. You know what? I hope he teaches them Shakespeare. I. I
2: it's he can just go.
3: He's going to be, hopefully he'll just be dead soon. Whatever.
2: I just feel bad for the jurors. If you're on that jury, please reach out to us if you ever want to talk to us. I mean, obviously, they're all New York based. Um, I'm sorry you had to see that man's ding dong. That is Wiener. I saw 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 a sketch of it. I saw a sketch of it in the New York Post, which means there had to be someone looking over their shoulder, looking at naked pictures, Mm. just like, oh, this is why I went to college. What a great, I get to
3: draw the pecker of this fat producer. Mm. I, I honestly was kind of disconcerted about how bodies were kind of similar. Hmm. This next I'm story- I'm going to say you got, you got a better one, though. Better back. No walker. Tighter. You are getting tighter. But then I'm just, but I'm also looser all at the same time. Life, life
2: finds a way to even it all out, doesn't it?
3: Yep, it does. That's why I have this
2: glorious sense of
3: humor. <laughs> <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Oh, Jews, make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases, they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy to Have it and she loved it and she wore it when we went on vacation. And my own did everybody come around being like, Where'd you get that piece, you beautiful woman? And I was like, Stop talking to my wife. She's
2: spoken for you. Can see it with the Blue Nile bling she's got on her.
3: Right now, get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code lastpodcast at bluenile.com. That's $50 off with code lastpodcast at bluenile.com. Bluenile.com. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash l e f t. Rules and restrictions may apply. Let's take a look at this next story coming out of South Korea. Now, apparently, it's looking like there is some form of cult that is... They are... The way that American newspapers are talking about this story, that this cult is purposefully spreading coronavirus through South Korea and is actually the reason why it had its most recent huge outbreak. This comes from the Washington Post. South Korea orders temporary shutdown of messianic church linked to more than half the country's coronavirus cases. This comes from author Minju Kim. A fringe church in South Korea with a messianic leader has been shut down after a surge of coronavirus infections. More than half of South Korea's COVID-19 cases have been traced to a regional branch of the secretive, I am going to attempt to say this name, Sinjyongi Church of Jesus, formerly known as the Temple of the Tabernacle of the Testimony. But (laughs) authorities are having difficulty locating members, many of whom are probably in hiding. They wor- basically oh. worship a man named Lee Man He. This is an esoteric Christian group. Who huh. Lee Man He has come forward to say that he is the second coming of Jesus Christ. He uh, and he's got. This is where Chad Dable is going to have a little bit of competition. Right, Lee Man He also says he is the only one that can correctly decipher the allegories hidden within the Bible and lead 144,000 of the ah. chosen ones into the next one. It's him. Sorry, he just said it. I just don't know who to follow anymore. But now there are people people that follow this church where they have somewhere between 150 and 200,000 followers. Wait, 200,000? 200,000? Yes, it's got a Holy thousand churches hell. all over Asia. So this it's a fa- fairly large branch yeah. of Christianity. They uh the Leader Lee Man He came out and he said that the virus is the devil's deed. That this was done to in order to throw shame upon them because apparently a woman came into the one of their prayer groups. The uh, health authorities have identified sixty one year old a 61 year old woman who identified as Shinjeonchi Xinjiang, uh, branch in the southern city of Daegu as patient zero. Okay, so, so she came into a worship service where apparently. They don't allow the masks that have now been being used often over in Asia, like the face. Mask why, why, why no mask? Because
2: they just don't. They want to they want to see your weird
3: teeth. Your uvula. Your, your, your uvula. That's God's skin tag. I want to see it. <laughs> I so want to see the little doggy tag inside of your mouth. <laughs> so just an arbitrary no mask rule for some stupid reason. They do worship sessions in very, very close proximities, and their jobs are to scream Amen. Every single time man he says something. So they are they believe that it's literally the shouting. And the spreading of the spittle, which is exactly the way the flu uh, spreads, that it's getting over all over these people. She might have been to at least two worship services with over a thousand people attending to both. Now they're having a hard time finding the people that went to any one of these services because they've been labeled a cult. Uh-huh. And it is viewed as socially unacceptable to be a member of this. People go as far to not tell members of their own family that they're members of this church, They, mm. which is interesting in the fact, then, why, why are you a part of it if you can't tell anybody that you're a part of it? It seems like bad.
2: Well, forbidden love is also is often the love we want the most. Um, mm. When it comes to this cult,
3: then did they do so? They didn't do it on purpose. This Don't is know. just hygiene problems. It seems to be it is a hygiene problem, and the the main problem is that because they are this weird ass cult, which I could find very little on, uh, they. But they it's a big are s- hiding and basically helping gestate the disease after the fact. But
2: Isn't 200,000? Let's just assume, we're, well, let's just go to the high end. That's, a, I mean, how much? Like, um, Rikyo wasn't nearly that much. Uh, I feel like Mormonism isn't even that much. No, That's, Mormonism's 10 to 12 million. But when it first started, when we were talking about like the big, you know, the, it started off so yes, much. Yes, it had to build.
3: But, I mean, obviously it now built. it's much more mainstream, but 200,000, that's a a—that's a boatload of people, man. But apparently an inner memo, according to the New York Times article on this same story, there was an inner memo that was released saying, take your worships in private. Everyone needs to stop coming in and go go private, go dark, go in order to keep <laughs> anybody from seeing what's going on. And then they have since said, no, 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 we never told our people to hide. We never uh. told them to hide. But from what I'm seeing with this church. They say doomsday cult, but I don't know if it's a doomsday cult because I don't see anything else. But the head of the cult, Lee Man he used to be a part of a thing called the Olive Tree, another massive esoteric Christian group in uh, Korea and in other sections of Asia that uh, the whole thing, reason why that fall fell apart because Lee man, he was sort of like an acolyte of the head of that church and the head of that church sort of telling all the women in the church, you can only touch the Godhead by touching my penis.
2: Isn't that and strange st- how it God seems to want a lot of women to touch men's
3: penises? You know, That's it's like one guy's Did penis. you
2: hear the story about the coronavirus being planted by the Chinese government so they could expand their social program, social surveillance program, especially into all of these other regions? And so they're incarcerating a bunch of people. Like, no one does know where this thing actually began. And it nope. seems to me... I'm going to put my little cap on here, and it's a science cap, folks. Seems to me it was created in a lab. It got out, which does happen. They tested it probably on a small group of people that don't have a lot of money, don't have a lot of agency in China. It spread like wildfire, and I would not be surprised if the Chinese government had had their hand in releasing this virus in order to expand the unbelievable amount of control they already have on their folks.
3: It is a it is a conspiracy theory, but I think it's very interesting. I I don't know because we've done we've did it we've done it in the past. We have tested it on our own people. Sure, I wonder look at if Agent they Orange for far. crying out loud. But the problem is that the my only thing is that but it, it's fucking with their money. So why would they fuck with their own money? Why would they fuck with their own economy? Xi saying that they can't. Gonna-
2: He's going to be there for a long time. The market, actually. I was on Yahoo Finance just recently. Wow. Let's let's talk about the markets, Henry.
3: Did you actually tell them that you don't own towels? (laughs) Are you allowed to be on these shows where the fact you literally wipe yourself Uh... on your own furniture?
2: Do they know this? There is a funny thing when it comes to the billionaire and millionaire class. They actually respect the full circle of having money, but then pretending like you don't have a towel why yeah I don't know it's just it's, I, the, it's a Warren Buffett thing but the market actually is not doing that bad Xi Jinping dipped out for two weeks I think the Chinese government probably had something to do with the old coronavirus but you know what don't be worried about it uh you're not gonna I mean it.
3: I I would say wash your hands yes just do what human beings have always done. but wash your hands Use hand sanitizer. If someone is coughing, you say, shame! Shut up, shame! Pig! Pig! <laughs> Get the pig! And and attack them. I'm, I feel like if you do see someone coughing, it is not outside of the parameters of normal behavior. Just grab them by the hair, pull them out of wherever they're at, and make sure they're outside. It's for their own safety, too. A series
2: of... Uh, suggestions that will land you in prison
3: i've chain protect yourself and your fellow man by beating the sick to death it might actually get you out of jail time um all right well let's see here
2: we have some great letters to get to i mean i feel like this episode is just flying by do we have hero of the week is it already that time i think it's hero of the week time let's play that beautiful hero of the week song found a bitch with a cowboy
3: this Hero of the Week,
2: this is a real, true American. He is a true American hero. We've talked about him before. I'm not going to say hero... For the for the purposes of this segment, we're gonna call Mad Mike Hughes a hero. They call him Mad because he's also dumb. Uh, he believed that the <laughs> you know, earth. He's,
3: he's just he's just so mad yes. at the earth. Uh, That's why I'd say, yes, he's crazy, but
2: he's also just, he hates circles. He he hates circles. He doesn't believe the earth is round. He believes the earth is flat, and he was so convinced that the earth was flat that he decided to make his second homemade rocket. Uh, He died February 22nd after this rocket crashed into the ground. His
3: goal was to travel high enough into our atmosphere. Yes, he wanted to go to 62,000 feet up. Yes, so that he could see and prove... Beyond a, a, a shadow of a doubt, the curvature of the planet Earth. We covered this a little bit in our Flat Earth episode yes. that we did, I want to say, almost a year ago at this point.
2: Maybe, dude, that was maybe two. I,
3: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but the, the We covered him a little bit, and he went up in one rocket that worked, but he said that he didn't see enough. In that rocket.
2: He only went 1,900 feet the first time. And again, you're going to want to go a lot more than that. In 2014, he also did a rocket launch that took him 1,300 feet. And it seems as if this steam-driven rocket included three heaters. Uh, they produced enough steam to to thrust him 5,000 feet into the air. Um, he hoped to reach speeds of up to 425 miles per hour. This is according to... Justin Chapman, he is a freelance journalist because uh, only the best journalists cover only the best conspiracy theorists out there. <laughs>
3: hey, uh, hey, you know, you just got to show up with the lanyard, one of those old timey cameras with the big pop bulb on it, and you too can be a freelance journalist. <laughs> so this is according uh, to Chapman. He
2: says just after the launch, a parachute can be seen fluttering away from the speeding rocket, which unfortunately quickly turned back towards Earth. This is uh, Chapman quoted here. He says, when the rocket was nosediving, he didn't release the other three parachutes he had in the rocket. Lots of people screamed out and started wailing. Everyone was stunned when he crashed and uh, didn't know what to do. So why is he a hero? Is that what you're asking? Because he put his money where his family used to be. He said, you know what? I believe the Earth is flat. I'm not believing the, the people who tell me it's round. I'm going to go find out for myself, even if it cost me my life. Unfortunately, it cost him his life, and the Earth is round. And he would have found that out if he was able to even just board a Delta flight. But God, no matter what, he did. No matter what. No matter what. He's a hero because he had I'll a dream, he had this. a vision, and he followed through until his very last breath.
3: I don't, you know. I believe you should always question what you hear. Sure. Question your sources. Question the news. Question these scientists. I get it. And he went so deep into that. He went so deep into that place. Yes. Of like, no, I'm an American. George Washington, one day he woke up and he says, I don't even believe there is a Delaware River, which is why he crossed it to prove to himself <laughs> that there was a river. And, and that's huge. <laughs> So what
2: he said, is this the Zabrowski edition of every textbook in Texas? (laughs) Yes,
3: yes. But he needed to see it for himself. He did. So he had the confidence, which is, I'm going to, I'm unfortunately misplaced at this point in time. But can you imagine you Kissel, you being like, I don't mind going to fucking build a rocket engine, but I'm going to put a seat on it. And I'm going to write it. Yeah. And having that type of confidence, thinking that you would be capable enough of shooting a, a strapped to a rocket of your own devising yeah, and that it yeah. would work. I would never do it. I would put, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I'd either put a monkey I stole from the zoo in there to see if it worked, mm. or I would, a, a dog or something, or it's somebody that you don't like. Give them a shot sure, at the rocket yeah. first.
2: Make, let them be a hero. Maybe uh, if it does work, then you know they'll be the luckiest people on Earth. And if it doesn't, they'll be dead, so no one will even know. No one will know. Well, you you did mention monkeys. And the, the uh, runner-up for, for Hero of the Week was this baboon who escaped getting a vasectomy. And he escaped with two female baboons. And <laughs> I guess they just went to have fun. So he was also pretty cool. I um, don't know if that is real, but I do love it. Hey, it's in the New York Post. It's got to be real. Um, a male baboon on his way to a vasectomy in Australia managed to escape before the procedure with his two female companions. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so
3: Save them comes, buddy.
2: <laughs> I guess
3: so. That is huge. But Whatever. I want to say, big ups to Mad Mike, man. Yeah. I hope wherever you're at on the other side of the veil... You can see that the earth is a s- spherical shape. It just doesn't make sense for it to be flat. It just doesn't it's make just sense. It's just hard. Kissel, we can't even do this. We I can't even do this. Even do this. I'm glad that he wanted to see it for himself, and I wish that he could have.
2: I. You know what? I completely agree. Do you think if he did see a curvature, I, I wonder what that would have done to his mind. He
3: would have doubted cameras. He would, he would have, have doubted cameras. his own eyes. Yes, he would have plucked out his own eyes in a in a... <laughs> <laughs> a mad rage of like how there is no such thing as truth. Yeah, which I'm about to do in the middle of this JFK series.
2: Hey, buddy, that is a uh, the JFK series. Thanks all for the support. I watched a documentary yesterday on on Ruby. That's my boy. Yeah, uh, he Jack is, Ruby's my boy. I feel like he might be the dumbest one of all the characters. Or the most clever and because you have to be so clever to act so dumb it's patsy he's he's the patsy patsy he's like dumb. He is. we're gonna
3: say the word patsy like so many times it's ridiculous so many times <laughs> okay so here's some listener letters i grew up in a pretty standard christian family this comes so this letter is about uh the bethel church which i've been obsessed with a little bit okay I grew up in a pretty standard Christian family. My parents have always been on the hippie side and never really traditional churchgoer types that dressed up on Sundays. Around 2009, 2010, my mom and dad made friends with some Christian families they met through a Bible study. These people were all pretty extreme in their spiritual beliefs. Through these friends, my mom started to get into their more radical lifestyle and took on this breed of Christianity. Hmm. Things like speaking in tongues, people having physical visions from God prophesying the future, casting out demons of possessed individuals, and anointing most appliances in our home, starting to become very common occurrences of my day-to-day life when I was about 13 years old. I'm You're sorry, what, supposed to bless oh, oh. your coffee machine. What? I never even... I grew up pretty
2: naughty religious. This is another one. This what? is like you
3: believe that the, the toaster has a soul but the and toaster you want to protect d- it. But they know how the toaster works, right? Electricity They and watched all. the brave little toaster, and they thought Jesus like gave life to that toaster so they put a soul in inanimate object
2: okay I, i'm not gonna it's the whole wrap. thing okay okay okay
3: once my mom took me to a bible study at her friend's house and i watched these young women shout and even sing in tongues for hours which is pretty standard you've yeah, that's, seen that that's yourself fine, sure this is where it gets kind of ooky spooky A family in this friend group lost their son to medical complications when he was about three years old. It was obviously devastating to everyone, but in the grief of losing their son, we watched the parents of this little boy slowly get very unstable. Uh They were not able to process or accept the fact that their baby was gone. The wife would post these very long, uncomfortable videos on Facebook where she would go on rants with a blank expression on her face, believing that God wanting them to raise... Believing that God wanted them to raise their child back from the dead, they moved to Northern California to be near and attend the Bethel Church. They laid his corpse on a table while people prayed over him. My family and I were not personally there to witness all of this, thank God, but I was told that a little cousin of the dead boy started screaming and freaking out because she thought she saw his eyelid move while praying over him with her parents. Obviously, the son was not brought back to life. I can't imagine what kind of PTSD she got from all of this.
2: Yeah, do the parents just wake up and they're like, "Ah, oh, got to get eggs at the grocery store, traumatize our children. The Packers game is on at four. Don't forget. And, like, why would
3: they do this to children? I don't know. It's just because everybody's in pain in that scenario. They're oh. looking for some kind of weird answer to a life question that they they can't figure out. And then you drag your fucking kids into it. Good
2: grief. All right. Well, thank you so much for that email.
3: Interesting. This comes from a text exchange from N. I just like the beginning of this. Hey, big goon and little hunk. I have a dear friend. <laughs> they from called high you school. little hunk. L- little hunk. I got big goon and you got little hunk. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because I'm like a hunk, like a hunk of meat. Not like a hunk. Uh, not like a okay. Like a, he's got a friend of his, an old friend of his. He barely sees his old buddy. He's an EMT. And he says that he, uh, sometimes I get texts from him explaining uh-huh. to me some of the worst shit he sees at work. And this is one of the things he saw. Guy has a little too much to drink out with his brother and girlfriend. They're waiting for the owl sitting on the bench. You hear the train come and he stands up, stumbles forward, falls onto the tracks and gets run over by the train. Ugh. His whole right thigh is just a fucking mess. Still attached, but not by much. Femur is in a hundred pieces and his leg is all but just burger meat. We get him out, throw a tourniquet on him, get a line and fill him with fentanyl. In the ER, they sedate him to tube him so they can do all the necessary scans with him not moving. One of the drugs they use is called etomidate or, or etomidate. It basically just turns off your brain for a minute or so long enough for long enough time to intubate. Then you chase it with Valium or something like that to keep him down. Uh One of the side effects of it is muscle fasciculations, basically heavy muscle twitching. This guy gets that side effect, but since all the muscles of his thigh are no longer anchored to anything, they just start retracting and start squirming around themselves. It looks like an octopus on his leg. Legit tentacle porn.
2: Oh, hey. Oh, man, Robbie. Thanks for the text, bro. Like, bro, that's cool. You want to watch XFL on Saturday?
3: His legs, they <laughs> split and move. I love this kind of shit. I, I love all these horrible what medical stories. What do you stories. respond? What do you, lol, Raffles well, squirrely face honestly, broken heart? I, what do you do? Just, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Oh, oh, Satan, my God. That's fucking metal, dude. I think it's sweet. That's fun as hell. Um, this is a crazy story that a listener sent to us.
2: Yes, we got a couple of crazy stories this week.
3: This comes from... I guess you can use the name... Smokeface? Smokey? <laughs> Smokey! Hey, Smokey! Hey, fellas. I'm a 25-year-old man living in Cincinnati, Ohio. Living? You're, you're thriving! Absolutely. I've worked various restaurant jobs around the city. At my most recent job, I worked with a seemingly kind, gentle, and nerdy older man by the name of Jonathan Hurst. After almost a year, I left that job because I was finally making enough money playing gigs around town to be a professional musician. Fuck yeah, dude. Honestly, congratulations. That is not easy to do. Very difficult. That was in November. John and I lost touch until about a month ago when I decided to join the Dungeons & Dragons campaign my old co-workers had going. Mm -hmm. Jonathan was DMing. Kissel, that means he was Dungeon Master, a.k.a. he was running the game. Thank you for for goonsplaining. Well, don't goonsplaining is not the right term.
2: You little, I, I'll call you a troll. Yeah, yeah I'll do it. I'll call I'll you a troll. Um, yeah, I but take no, it. I, I, I did mention this to Henry before we recorded today, Smokeface, that was very nice of you because as soon as I said DMing, I had no idea what you were talking about. You immediately clarified. Immediately. So thank you.
3: Well, today on uh, February 24th, he was arrested in his Cincinnati home for double murder committed in 2016. What this story comes out of uh, comes out of the Chicago Tribune. This says former resident of Old Town neighborhood arrested in Cincinnati, charged with two 2016 slangs of mother 85 and son 64 near Sycamore. What he he is a uh, big nerd looking man, right? Uh, they three years they've been trying to figure out this case. This like this random murder of this couple. Or a mother and son. Yeah, they were beaten to death, brutally beaten to death, um, in an isolated farmhouse just outside the ed- the edge of town, outside, the, oh. at seventy miles west of Chicago.
2: Dude, that is now, that is. Oftentimes we talk about urban horror, how scary it is to be downtown. It is so much scarier to be in a farmhouse seventy miles outside of town. I hate the country. I'm so
3: scared of the country. It's scary. You're so vulnerable. You're so vulnerable, at least here, if I'm getting raped, I can scream fire and somebody can come and get me. Yeah, no one really cares about fires in California, though, buddy. Say, like,
2: someone didn't recycle. Someone's not recycling over here. And you will get hordes of people that will say, Open
3: audition. There's (laughs) an open audition. And then someone will come in and take the place of me being raped. Sure, that's the audition? audition.
2: Oh, my goodness. Hollywood Uh, is strange.
3: So they had over 1,300 leads. Uh, They had no clue what was going on. They... First, 51, he was 51 years old. He had no prior connection to Sycamore or the Wilsons, but in addition to the DNA match, they found a DNA match from a public uh, database, which I don't know what that means yet.
2: Oh, so he must have it's... done like a 23 and Me or something like but that. But then you and... click
3: on the thing, because you can allow yourself to release the information of your DNA if you want, which means you... he just didn't do it. But you know they're just taking it all of it, right? Of course. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Uh, so they found, so police said they... The cell phone records also matched her. She was in the Sycamore area the day of the killings, August 14th, 2016, and the victim's stolen car was found about a mile from his home in Chicago's Old Town neighborhood. Police reconstructed a timeline of events leading up to the killings. That morning, the Wilsons had attended services at St. John's Lutheran Church in Sycamore. They had breakfast with friends at a local cafe. They returned home before Robert Wilson visited the local Moose Lodge where he was active. Oh, that's fun. But they were brutally beaten to death. Oh, my God. And so now this was a cold case, but now he's been... Now they. I guess they believe that this is a guy to going back to this email. Jeez. Honestly, I'm having trouble keeping this email straight because I'm totally shook. Not going to lie. I'll start with my take on John. John was an imposing figure, physically. Bald, six foot four, big ass legs because he didn't own a car and he walked everywhere. But his personality was quite the opposite. When we worked together, John was a calming presence. Good at tables. Moved super slow but was competent. Very soft spoken. He had big turtle vibes. I don't know what that means. Honestly, (laughs) You know the turtle. Slow and steady wins the race. Oh. Hi. Yeah and then you could How you live you? inside you live in your car <laughs> and you, you poop gross. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Honestly everyone at work liked the guy. I started to bomb with him over the song a song of ice and fire books and dune. I'm on Messiah, please no spoilers, Henry. It's a it's a 100-year-old book. One thing I didn't the one thing I didn't think about John or like about John was that he could be very condescending and mansplaining. Mm. He'd disagree with you on anything for seemingly no reason Ugh. and then go on to explain it to you as if you were a total ding-dong. Right. I say I had a lot more experience with him as a coworker than I did as a DM. We only got to play two sessions together before his arrest, but he seemed very fair and incredibly well-versed DM. He could pull references from weird obscure fantasy books no one had ever heard of. He had a crazy collection of dice sets, maps, figurines. He was like the ultimate nerd. So another member of my party said he thinks John is a serial killer based on some subtle things he'd notice about him. He enjoyed dark, sometimes violent jokes. Who does it? Yeah,
2: that doesn't make you a serial killer.
3: He gave off a bit of a 50-year-old virgin vibe. He was deeply wrapped up in a fantasy world and had a bit of a superiority complex. Also, the victims were killed brutally, beaten to death with a blunt object, and they were old. Yeah. Which I think is very, very interesting. But in my experience, John seemed like a kind and patient man who just really loved fantasy and sci fi. Also, he loved animals. Last time I saw him, he had adopted four cats and was super excited and sweet to them. That's not very serial killer like to me. Oh, actually, it is. just you know, so confounding. I mean, we do, if, Luke Magnata. You know what's did that.
2: interesting when it comes to adopting an animal? I think it's great. Go to Match Dog Charities. That's where you can get all the Match Dog rescues. Get them all from South Korea. Places where the dogs are going to be killed. Buying one cat's great. Two cats? I would even say you want a cat. You want a buddy
3: cat? Going to four cats? That's what a serial killer would do. Suspicious. Yeah. Suspicious little cat family, little cat mob. Cat yes. Family. And apparently one of his aliases was eighty eight, which has a white power connotations. Ah, uh, yes. That, so they don't know what the hell that means. They don't know what the hell that is. But basically, say we're going to find out more about this story, hopefully, but. Very interesting and very scary when one of your friends turns out to be a murderer. I don't know what they'll find once Marcus stops doing the show in his home.
2: Marcus doesn't have time to murder. We keep him too busy. That's I will uh, fight for him. That is intentional. Especially, it would be weird. Especially, I don't know D and D, but I assume it's an intimate experience. You tend to be in a basement, from my understanding. It's, it's scary very, very to have close it with those boys. In, no i don't want to even want to hear how you speak with so you, with the great comedians you hang out with and you guys go to your basement game and you play it and i don't i don't want to hear about it but we um, play in a living room so it just seems like it's weird to participate in something intimate in in the mind because you have to really you really get to know someone's mind and where they fantasize
3: it's brave soldiers of the imagination oh, sharing scary. adventures and and campaigns together in a in a wha- way that you okay. bring nerds
2: together. Nerds never need to be together because obviously we've seen what happens when they become friends with one another, and then all have of a sudden we be- have Columbine. So you've but- never
3: been to a Dragon Con, you don't know what kind of horny no. nerds are like, and how nice it is to have, be a nerd and show up to a bunch of other horny nerds, and everybody's I said willing D&D to show each other their nerds, parts. Not
2: Dragon Nerd, Dragon. Dragons are cool. Everyone loves a dragon. I'm talking specifically D and D.
3: You're being racist against my people. That's not a race. Could I just
2: go in there, Henry, and I just sit down with you. I'm playing now, guys. Oh, I created a guy named Balsersore, and he just killed all of your characters. Let's go eat some pizza. Could I just you do that?
3: You have to roll the dice. You have to roll to beat me in battle first. It can't just Let's be a you Let's say I roll say and beat goes. you in
2: battle, and I say, bludgeon, bludgeon you, bludgeon you. Oh, you're, you, for some reason, you're, you're bleeding out of every orifice of your body. You're dying. You're dying. You've died.
3: I guess we're done. You can do that. Yeah, of course. You're liberty to do that. You're liberty to ruin the game and ruin everybody's afternoon. Sure. You could do it normally by just... By just sitting and yelling or, or taking off all your clothes and, and pissing all over the table if you want to. You can do that as well. You're free. You're free, man. Okay, just just asking. Just asking. You're a free standing upright ape. We'll who can do whatever you, you like. Thank you all so much for sending in your
2: letters. Again, that is side stories l p o t l at gmail.com. Send us your stories. Let us know your thoughts because, uh, yeah, it's always great to hear from you. And and um, we get we get bunches, and we read a lot. So uh, thank you all so much. I
3: read a lot of these. Um, for the most part, I, I read them. them. It's just when, when you get the multiple the – the only time I don't read them when it's like everybody – when you send the Mad Mike story, which is great. But send us everything you want us to talk about always – It's so much fun. Absolutely. To hear what you like, hear what your brains are doing. Absolutely. And you guys also send me, I got some good game suggestions. That's some great stuff. I like uh, the, the Trevor the Treasure Trove inside of the Side Stories LPOTL Gmail is actually wonderful. If you do get a chance, this
2: is a Ben Kitzel game recommendation. I believe it's on Xbox as well, but I'm playing it on PS4. Days Gone is a great zombie game. puts you in the world. It's like uh, Resident. It's like um, Resident Evil meets uh, Red Dead Redemption. The zombies are pretty cool. Really, it's about a hundred and fifty hour game, so you really
3: have to invest Whoa. a lot of time in
2: it. And have fun with it.
3: I'm so close. I'm gonna have a whole game set. I'm gonna buy. I'm doing it. I'm joining the legion of you people. I'm gonna get a PS4. and I'm gonna start playing these video games. I need a way to check out. Your liver not, is
2: gonna thank you. Your liver is really gonna thank you.
3: Because it's true. Truly, it's it maybe help with some of the drinking, and then it's also not nice, because I all I do is watch horror films, and then like I have horrendous nightmares and all this kind of shit, basically from our content and from the movies. Right. It's nice to have something else because it's like I'm doing the killing. I'm the one who's killing.
2: That's right. Um, All right. Well, let's see here. We have some announcements. Uh, If you haven't seen Henry's movie, check out After Midnight. That seems to be going great. Also, I'm going to be uh, doing a little screening for Hail Yourself America. On March 9th, I'll be in Syracuse. March 10th, I'll be in Albany. Not Albany. It's Albany. Albany. Uh, Al, was, it's Albany Albany, like it's all the B- Bonnie I don't know what that uh, is but it's Albany fine. so that'll that's be fine. on March 10th March 11th they will be in Manchester March 15th Orlando Florida March 22nd Columbus Ohio and March 29th in Kansas City so get those tickets and I can't wait to hang out with y'all y'all it'll be a lot of fun
3: also send us where where should we go for side stories live
2: yes I maybe it's
3: a let's do this because I, I want to hear from you. Where would you want to see Kelsey and I perform? Some of the most highly organized, well-rehearsed comedy. Some of the most <laughs> uh, incredible structured bits that oh, you've ever yeah. seen. Some of the I'm talking about the height of of true literary comedy. You thought where Robin would you want to see it?
2: Where do you want to see us? You thought Robin Williams could improv? You never saw anything like Henry and I just. Zip zapping flopping flapping
3: all zapping. over the place. Woo! And and we we will drink with you at some point if I'm drinking. That is, drinking. A, that is if unfortunate. I have it. to give up drinking again, are you going to give out? You're going to be out? you're going to be done. I'm not sure. But if I say no, no means give me weed. Give weed because Wilson okay. smoke weed. I'll sit smoke weed all night. I'll
2: take an edible. I'll take an edible. Time flies on these edibles.
3: Yeah, it's like you're all high and shit. You do lose. <laughs> All track of time.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is.
3: Uh, Love. Live, laugh, love, man. Mm-hmm. There's three L's. Yeah, it is. Those are three L's. The only way... Sometimes... <laughs> in football, L is bad, right? You don't want to loss. No. Yeah, that's L. Yeah. But in podcasting, an L is where you start. You start with a loss. Live, mm-hmm. laugh, love. Live every day. Like... You finally got that chimp you're going to strap to this rocket that you've been working on. You're going to fucking pop it up into the air, right? Yeah. And then you're going to laugh as you watch that first test rocket explode that chimp, knowing that, man, that was going to be me. Ha, 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 I made it again. But now I know exactly how to build this rocket. And then I'm going to love... Sitting on this lazy boy attached to this pile of C4. <laughs> and I'm going to go up and see the very curvature of the earth. And then, and only then, will I let these readers feel uh, vindicated in their views. But if I see something flat, I'm going to be the king of America. There you go. So that's how
2: high the stakes are. If you can prove the earth is flat, you will be the king of America. I'll vote for you. We'll be the, your, your biggest advocate.
0: All I'll right. do
2: whatever it takes. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Keep on supporting all the shows here on the last podcast network. We're a family now. You're part of the family now. Now that I have my velour suits, I have to say stuff like that. Uh, you need a pinky ring. Oh, I'm going to start getting
3: necklaces. Have you seen Eddie's pinky ring? Ed Larson from Side. I have not. Yeah, he's got a big pinky ring now.
2: Yeah, I think it's just a normal ring that only fits on his pinky.
3: Yes. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Like, what you, it's like a wedding That's ring. That's my dream. I want a pinky ring too. We should go pinky ring shopping together.
2: We'll go out to uh, Rodeo Drive the next time I'm in Los Angeles, buddy.
3: Vegas, baby.
2: In Vegas. Vegas for my birthday. It will be. Pinky dumb ring
3: shopping. And that is what dumber. we're doing. Pinky ring shopping in Vegas <laughs> on my birthday. That's what we're doing.
2: Uh, I love it. All right, everyone, hail yourselves! Hail Satan! Magustalations!
3: Hail me! Holding it. Oh, look at that! You're gonna get whatever audition is next for you. You got it. You nailed it. Oh yeah, it's um, it's this part I'm going for. It's called a uh, molested man behind dumpster.
2: Uh huh. Well,
3: surprisingly the breakdown enough, looks just l- like me. It's a lot of stories like that. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
0: Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest.